Hey, you guys. Happy Monday. Today, we are coming in with a last-minute episode on November 4th, my grandmother's birthday. Today, she would have been 97, and so I am honoring her by celebrating strong women. Let's do this. Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Today, my grandma would have been 97 years old. Um, She passed this March, and it has been a lot of things um, for me. Um, If you didn't listen to the episode that I recorded with her, I would so encourage you to listen back. It is such a treat. Um, I will tag which episode that is in the show notes. Um, She was an amazing woman, my grandmother. She was born in 1922, and she lived a radically full and whole life. I I woke up sad today knowing what today was, um, but then I also know that if she would have been sitting on the edge of my bed, she would have like very lovingly like hit my leg and been like, Elise, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, we're not, there's no time to be sad. Get up, go to your life. And she did not want to make a lot of room for negative feelings, my grandma. She wanted us to just get up, carry on and move on with life. And while I understand the sentiment, I think she had wisdom from being on that end of the age spectrum. Don't waste time there, Elise. Get up. Carry on. So there are days like today, uh, special days, where I feel like I want to heed that voice. And I don't want to linger so long in the depths. I want to heed the wisdom that says, okay, and now what? And now what? You see, part of where I am in my grief regarding my grandma is I feel like she was the only person that was really out there in front of me. Like my marker on the horizon, she helped me get my bearings. She helped me understand what my life might look like in the future, who I might become as a crazy old lady, <laughs> as a generous, funny, hysterical, punchy old lady. And I feel completely disoriented without her. I do. I feel like I, I'm i unsure. I feel like I'm out in the world without a person who is farther down the road like that. Um, so losing my grandmother has, has flipped some things inside out and around, and I felt adrift, especially as I approached the firsts. Do you know what I mean? Like when you've lost somebody or something, a marriage a lover, a family member, a parent, a grandparent, and you hit all the firsts. Their first birthday, their first anniversary without them, the first Thanksgiving and Christmas and 
Mother's Day and and all the firsts. And so I am preparing my heart for this first round. And yet because this is not my first time honoring her firsts, I've done that with my brother. I feel like there is a different sense of knowing. Like I want to be aware of how much of a prescription I give myself to go into my darkness. Like how much of the story regarding grieving my brother is infiltrating the way that I am grieving my grandmother? And do I have control over that? Is there is there power in that? Or is there only what is this grief? Do we have a say in grief? I guess is what I'm wondering. How big it gets, how small it gets. I guess the inverse is true, right? Like we can be in denial. We can push it away or stuff it or choose not to look at it. And so maybe then the other is true, that we would indulge it and feed it and sit in it. (laughs) And maybe that's a question for us today. What side of the pendulum do you find yourself on when it comes to walking with grief? Do you sit with grief and make it your friend? Do you... Do you indulge it? Do you feed it? Do you drown out life in the song of grief? Or inversely, do you have a stiff upper lip when it comes to negative feelings? And do you choose not to look at it or go there um, and feel like it's even a waste of time or ridiculous that one would, would, would have those feelings? Or somewhere in between. Obviously, those are two pretty extreme poles. But maybe we could be curious about the story we tell ourselves about how big or how small our feelings are allowed to be and what grief is going to look like based on previous experiences. Those are the thoughts I'm entertaining this round of firsts. And you know, it's funny, it's like with this grief, like on the one hand, when I think about my grandma, I'm like, I get it. Like I know uh, she was she was 96 when she passed. Um like, I, I hear it. <laughs> she lived a long, full life. Um, I knew that at some point she would die. Like, that it wasn't lost on me. But there is something that feels wrong about death for me still. That feels like, no, no, she should be here. That's the, that's, this, this is wrong. Death is wrong. And she should be here. And I, and I feel that with my brother, who was 20, you know, with a young, when a young person dies, that it's, it feels inherently wrong. And I know I wrestle existentially with that, this desire to want to bring everybody back and hold everybody together. And then that takes me back into that C.S. Lewis quote, that if I find within myself desires in which nothing in this world can satisfy, maybe the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. That maybe death feels wrong because we're born into an eternal sense of being. Maybe pain feels wrong because this is not what we should have be experiencing. Maybe there is an inner knowing within us that knows when we see good and knows when we feel hurt that something is amiss. Maybe. I'm going to leave that open to your own interpretation and story and see where that sits with you. Today I'm trying to figure out how to honor my grandmother and my grief in the place in life that I am right now. I got home late last night um, from all things, a women's retreat for Denver Community Church in the mountains of 
uh, Colorado. And it has, wow. (laughs) Um, I feel humbled, amazed, restored, centered, strong, connected, inspired, and full. After leaving that retreat with those women and in that space, that's how I feel. And it is not usually that way. Church and women can be two very poisonous places or people. It can be destructive and narrow, hurtful and confusing. And that is exactly what I shared on this last weekend, that there is a need for a better feminine narrative and a huge need for a better sacred narrative in which both of those places become safe, powerful, and honest. That women could enter into relationships with other women and be a place of safety, put on power, and speak truthfully. And that simultaneously that there is a need for a redeemed sacred narrative where people aren't hurt, (laughs) left out, excluded, wounded, or messed up in places where they should be finding healing. And I think this weekend, that's exactly what happened, ironically, in my own life. Going there felt very redemptive to be in a place of safe, powerful, honest women and to do some good work together. It was beautiful. I'm stoked. Thank you to the women that were there, thank you, and to Denver Community Church, thank you for being a place of safety. I didn't know how much I needed it. So I decided that today, November 4th, is going to be Strong Women's Day. And I want to honor both the work that happened this weekend as we went into the story of the feminine narrative and we asked some big hard questions and this is something that came up that I wanted to share here as well. I asked the women during one of the talks, what is your great value and what is your great need? And as I was preparing to ask that question, I assumed that that would take us maximum two minutes to complete that. What is your great value and what is your great need? And I was floored at how difficult that line of questioning was. We, we it like paused. I had to pause, stop and be like, oh, okay, so this is harder than I thought for people to answer and realize that maybe that is a conversation that needs to be happening. That some people struggled to answer what their great value was and some people struggled to answer what their great need was and how worthy those questions are when we think about getting clear at the table and being able to be aware of what it is we need and what it is we bring and how we can do both of those things together. I want to push into those big questions. And so today on November 4th, Strong Women's Day, I'm doing a couple things. I had a conversation with a friend of mine this morning, a strong woman in a strong place. (laughs) And we wandered together and spent time just catching up on life and how we are and what we're doing and about conspiracy theories on good. Tonight, I mean, another strong woman friend, and we're going (laughs) to pour one out for my grandmother. I want to celebrate today 
I want to grieve today. I also am going to be alive today. And so I don't know what this story has to do with your own story, but I know that as a human being that we never escape the human experience of pain and loss. And so if you were here today with me in the trailer, I would want to know what part of your story has either been affected by loss and grief and where you are with it now. What part of your story has been affected by community? Positively or negatively? I want to know where the sacred narrative fits into that for you. When you think about what you believe in that is bigger than you, what needs repair or restoration? And then did you know that you actually have a say in that? That you, that you are choosing how you go on from here. Like if my cute little grandma was sitting at the edge of your bed and she was going to tell you, honey, <laughs> it's time to carry on. What would you be getting up from and where would you be going to? What wounding do you need to set down in order to stand up and walk in healing? That is a simple question and also a very heavy, deep, and profound one. How long will you carry your wounding when you really need healing? That is my question to you today and my encouragement slash challenge to you would be can you hold both are we able to set some things down in exchange for others are there things we need to let go of so we can pick up new things and are there things that just need to come along with us as always i want to always extend some ways in which you can do that work not alone You guys, we spend so much of our life trying to wrestle with these existential questions by ourselves. Hurt alone, feel alone, wonder alone, fill in the blank alone. But you know, it's like an echo chamber when we do that. I mean, I'll speak for myself. When I get lost in my own story, in my head, and the story I tell myself about who I am and how I fit into this great narrative, it can be dark and dismal. I need a community of strong people around me to speak truth into my life and to be a better mirror than the one that I offer to myself or the one that my history offers to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we need people to see a better thing in us and speak it so we can say, wait, really? (sighs) Okay. Maybe. And that maybe is the pivot point. That may be is an invitation to life, an invitation to work, and an invitation to build a new, stronger narrative where you are not the villain nor the victim. This year, I am doing only three retreats, big retreats. And I mean big in the sense that I am over small work. I want to do big things with people that are looking to make this kind of shift in their life. What are we waiting for? This year, if you are thinking that, hey, I need to do that, I need to get something straight in my story, and I would like to stop waiting and just go ahead and do that, then my invitation to you is is a couple things. One, come meet me for a weekend. 
that's for sure the place where I think that this work shines the best because we have the time to really be in it together. This year, Holden Beach, North Carolina, March 27th to 29th. This year, Austin, Texas, May 1st to the 3rd. And by this year, I mean 2020. (laughs) And then October, we're going to Bali, Indonesia. If you have any inkling to do those things, reach out to me, DM me, email me, whatever you like. Um, But that's where the story changes, is when we go into our work together and ask questions and root out the invisible storyline that we just keep hitting and rubbing up against and realizing like that nothing's going to change unless that changes. And then the other thing, as always, is radical wellness. Radical Wellness Collaborative has been something that has shifted my entire experience of my professional career. To work in a team of women who know who they are, both what they bring to the table and what they need from the table, has restored both my understanding of the way that women are able to work together, and then also what happens when we work together and how much more beautiful it is when we have more things to offer because we all showed up with something unique. It's amazing. I'm doing the initial appointment. So if you have thought about reaching out and would like to do a session together, then we will be, we, we start together. That's the way that it works. I take you through a process of understanding your history and then we create a plan together so that way you can uh, make simple, sustainable change and we create a plan for that. So you can look into all of that at www.radicalwellness.co. You can look at all the weekend stuff at elisesnipes.com. But either way, you guys, however you choose to do your work, even if it is in a place of solitude or listening to this podcast or among good friends or over good food or in your church or wherever you do your work, may you listen to the voice that honors that you are worth doing this, that it is better on the other side, that total healing is possible. That we can learn to hold big things well and go forward in joy. That even on hard days, good is still available. Will we step into that storyline? I hope that you have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far into the podcast, I want to say thank you. Specifically, Lara, <laughs> I just ran into you at Bear Coast. Thank you for listening and being so kind whenever we see each other. I need you to know, you guys, that there are times when I sit in this trailer and I record and I pour my heart out and I feel like I hope for one person this does something. I hope one person is listening and feels like, okay, I can, I, me, me too. If this work speaks to you, would you please share it with other people? I love Trailer Cast so much in this in this space. Share it with people. Let them know if something affects you. Hey, and also not that you agree with it, just that you wrestle with it. The point of being able to put out a bunch of different stuff here is not that we all agree and and come into this uniformed sense of mindlessness, but that we would come here and wrestle with real things and that we don't have to agree in all those things, but we might be better for sharpening each other in this space. So please, 
let people know. And then join me Wednesdays live on Instagram where we talk about the episode. So sometimes I'll, I'll just open it up and we'll, we'll process a little bit about what you thought, how your story fits in here, what questions you have specifically. And then we usually, <laughs> we, we usually just get derailed into some beautiful cosmic rabbit hole of question where someone just asks something totally different and then we go there instead. And I love it. And it's about an hour and we hang out and you can show up for any part of that or watch it afterwards. But my Instagram handle is at Elise Snipes underscore collective. And I would love to meet you and spend time with you and hear your questions so that this space feels more collective um, and one that we all have a voice in that we get to join in and be the other in. So this Wednesday, I hope to see you there. I hope you have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.